Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dishing with Digest. I'm Stephanie Sloan, Editorial Director, here with Mara Levinsky, Senior Editor. Hello, everybody. So, Mara... I have to talk about B&B a little. This was a show that I saw for the first time in my dorm room back in 1987 when it first premiered. And I have to admit, it really wasn't one of my shows because I was probably watching Days or All My Children that I had a longer history with. And even when it came to the magazine, and that was like a mere three years later, I kind of like never really was the biggest B&B viewer. Like I watched it, but if you tested me, I don't think I would have done well Mm -hmm. on that test. However, past few years, I watch that show every morning before I come to work. Like I call it my pleasure show. I make a cup of coffee and I watch B&B every morning. So I am very up to date on what is going on. You would ace the test. I would so ace the test today. I challenge anyone, including Tom Stacey, our (laughs) B&B editor, to beat me. (laughs) So our guest today is Jacqueline McInnes-Wood, who has been doing such a fantastic job as Steffi. And she has just had so many emotional moments to play this year, from the fallout of Sleeping with Bill to her recent I Choose Me moment that she had with Liam and Bill. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what she has to say about it. But the funny thing about B&B is that it is a half-hour show. The cast is small. So basically, at some point, everyone dates or marries everyone else. But it's really not like B&B is the only show where we see that family swapping going on. You know, I did watch B&B um, in its early years. It's, it's you know, B- the show really sort of started out with the Ridge-Caroline-Brooke triangle. And Thorne, Ridge's brother, had eyes for Caroline and married her. And... Um, this is Caroline the Elder, I should say, because, of course, in another, you know, we marry members of the same family, uh, Caroline's namesake, mm-hmm. uh, but her biological niece ended up marrying Ridge. But that's another story. <laughs> um, but uh, but I was a Ridge and Brooke fan. So when Ridge chose Caroline over Brooke, I was very, very sad for my girl, Brooke, um, who actually bounced back with Eric, his father, and that is one of the first instances I can really remember of accepting someone who I loved in one coupling with another partner. Like, I really was all about Brooke and Eric for a while there. But to your point, it was his dad that she bounced back with, and there are countless examples across every show. Some of the more infamous are probably Guiding Lights Reva, who married Billy Lewis, his brother Josh, and their father HB, and uh, All My Children's Kendall had sex with Ethan, married his father, Zach. She had slept with Ryan. She slept with Ryan's brother, Jonathan. 
But clearly it ran in the family because her mother, Erica Kane, had herself slept with and married brothers, Travis and Jack Montgomery. And also, going back you know, into the 1970s, she married Phil Brent. Then she was engaged to his biological father, Nick Davis. And then later, uh, in the early 90s, had a relationship with Phil's son and Nick's grandson, Charlie Brent. And I could literally be here all day listing examples from different shows. Well, in real life, that would definitely make for some pretty awkward family <laughs> gatherings. For sure. Um, but, you know, soaps really do get away with telling stories like this and making them believable. Well, they establish their their own reality. And in the world within the show, you know, these things are like par for the course. Totally. And so in our new issue, we talk about characters coming back from the dead. And we really focus on it from two angles. So one is from the, you know, fallout for the actor of you know, having to say goodbye to a character and mm-hmm. being killed off and saying goodbye to your job, really. And then the high of whenever it happens, hearing they'll be back on the show again. And also, just actually as an actor, how you approach the story, which truly, in most cases, can sound kind of ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely. Or even reading on the page, you're like, huh, okay, I'm alive. We'll, we'll work on that. Uh, it's not like you're really pulling from anything in real exactly. life for your performance. Um, so I covered days during the Salem Stalker story where 10 people were killed off. And I did exit interviews, I would think, for pretty much every one of those mm-hmm. actors. And I have to say, it was really rough. And these were long-established actors on the canvas, like Suzanne Rogers and James Reynolds and Bill Hayes. But when I spoke to them, you know, the following year when they were coming back, it was really equally emotional. I know there's been a lot of debate about this over the years among fans, but I remember the interview I did with Suzanne. She said she didn't know that Maggie would be alive at the end of that story. So for her, she really had to process saying goodbye to a character who she had played since the 70s. I talked to uh, Steve Burton, who returned from the dead as GH's Jason last year for this story uh, in the current issue, and he said that all he felt like he could really do was take it script by script and try to play each beat as believably as possible, since to your point, obviously he had no real life experience, you know, oh, back when I came back from the dead when I was in college. No, like, (laughs) sorry. Or back when my... (laughs) Friend did. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but it is funny to think about how in writing about soaps and discussing soaps with their makers and their performers, you, you do just kind of take it for granted that within the world of a soap, people come back from the dead all the time. And each time, presuming that the resurrected character is like beloved and not, you know, someone super wicked like GH's Helena or as the world turns as James Stenbeck, the other characters greet it like it is the hugest miracle ever. <laughs> Even if it may be, you know, the fifth person to come back from the dead in their family that year or the character's fifth time coming back from the dead. All right. It's new to you. Um, I mean, look at Matt Ashford, who we know is filming again as Jack on Days. And since we've been told that he's back in a more permanent capacity, I think we can guess that they're likely going to have another Mm -hmm. one of his resurrections. Um, So do you think it takes anything away from the deaths and the mourning that we see on screen when we know that it could possibly not be real in a year, two years, five years later, we could see the character coming back? I 100% do. You know, I feel there are a lot of reasons that a show might want to bring a character back from the dead, not the least of which is if they can get back a really beloved actor to reprise a really beloved character. But I, I feel like I wish that sometimes shows would have the guts to just let the dead stay dead. I feel like GH, for example, wouldn't dare bring back Stone or BJ. These were two sacred, you know, we saw the body deaths. Um, but other than that, I feel like the show would and could bring anyone back, including Morgan, um, you know, who uh, Brian Craig played, uh, at which point I would feel like super resentful as a viewer that I watched the family mourn for him, 
for like a year on screen. And I mean, despite how great the emotional fallout has been for the Corinthoses, I mean, we've seen such incredible performances from like everyone in that family. But I get it. I mean, I feel as a longtime Days viewer, you never feel that anyone is really most sincerely dead. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly we had Stefano, whose code name was the Phoenix, for his ability to rise from the ashes. So once that pattern was set, everything else in Salem really became fair game. I, I have to be honest and say I had like at least a toe out of the Morgan story because there wasn't a body, which is your signal for like, how emotional should I really be about this guy? Like, you know, he could come back. Right, absolutely. Now, B&B is a show that doesn't draw on that trope very frequently. It has been done with Taylor and with Macy. And I don't know that if she was a character on a different show, but we can safely say that B&B would never bring back Stephanie from the dead, which I do think would cheapen the emotional impact, certainly, of the everything that came out of the matriarch of that show dying. I am a huge fan of her portrayers, Susan Flannery, but I don't feel that B&B would have killed Stephanie off if there was any chance they could have coaxed her out of retirement, whereas on another show, that would probably be a much bigger question mark. I totally agree. And I do get a lot of emails now with what's going on in the story that people are like, can't we just bring Stephanie back from the dead? (laughs) Like she needs to come in and talk to Brooke and Taylor and Ridge. And they really miss just having that guiding force Mm -hmm. on the canvas. And yet those are the kind of emails I get. Like that would be totally normal if they just resurrected this character. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) obviously this is something just to soap fans were used to and we accept it. Well, speaking of B&B, and Stephanie, let's get Jackie Wood on the phone, who plays her namesake, Steffi. Hey, Jackie. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? You're here with uh, Stephanie and Mara. Hi. <laughs> hey. So thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Yeah, it's great. It's great to do this. I'm really excited. Um, we've been really wanting to talk to you for a while because you've just had so much to do this year, both actually personally and professionally. Um, so yeah. first of all, we want to say congratulations on your marriage. Thank you very much. Um, and also, we just sort of want to talk about Steffi and her journey and everything you've gotten to do, you know, in the past year. So yes. let's start at the beginning. What did you, <laughs> the, the, the recent beginning. Um, <laughs> what did you think when you heard that they were actually going to go there finally with Steffi and Bill? I, there was so many feelings when I I heard that they were going to be doing this story. Uh, I was actually really excited. I knew it was going to be a fifty fifty. I knew there. I know there's a lot of still fans and a lot of steam fans, uh, but this is something that has you know been coming to fruition. Uh, Steffi and Bill always had, I don't know, a certain je ne sais quoi. Like they just had this connection, and we touched on it briefly years ago. And you know, even when I left the show for a little bit, I just couldn't believe the amount of people on Instagram and Twitter and kind of all over still really fighting for the still fans, uh, really fighting for still. And, uh, so I was really excited to go down that path and to see what would happen. And they're both really strong characters and, you know, Steffi, um, yeah, Steffi and Bill, they're kind of like, it's like the dark horse. And, with Liam, it's almost like the yin and the yang. He kind of balances her out. And again, it it didn't happen the way most fans would have expected it to happen. Uh, you know, that, that one night it was, you know, she was tormented and there was a lot of things going on in her mind. Uh, but, you know, to see the chemistry that was still there. Uh, it was it was exciting. It was really it was really exciting. And you know, fans asked me, "Oh, would Steffi actually do this? How could she?" Well, there was a lot of emotions. She's very raw. She's you know 
beautifully flawed. Like she really has a lot of these flaws, but uh, but it was a raw moment. Um, she was so broken over the Sally situation, and and she had there was Bill who. You know, I can't just say, oh, she was just impulsive. You know, there was uh, something there. There's always, it wasn't like they were drinking alcohol and you know, were, were wasted and then just slept together. You know, it was, it, they, they both knew what they were doing. It was, of course, it was emotional and raw, but they knew their intentions. And there was buildup. They really had put in those scenes where they had a lot of sort of intimate moments, you know, friend moments in a sense, or like confiding Absolutely. in each other. Absolutely. Yeah, Bill was someone at the time that she she could lean on. Uh, she didn't really feel like she could lean on anyone. Um, so it was a, yeah, it was a pivotal moment for them. And yeah, very, I mean, turned into this storyline that was you know, huge. Um, it was such an ex- incredible experience, incredibly challenging for me, but also it, it was, you know, that bittersweet. Uh, but I absolutely loved, you know, getting my hands dirty and and playing this role and um, and seeing what I could access within myself as an actor emotionally and and to do it day in and day out and basically do it for like eight months, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which again was yeah it was it was challenging but uh, in the best way possible. Is it challenging to like sustain that level of intensity or is it challenging to keep up yeah. with the workload? What would you say was it you was know, it was a mixture it was a mixture of everything but. Uh, you know, obviously, we had this you know, heavy dialogue, and uh, you are, you know you want to bring it and be as uh, present as possible in the scene, even though we're doing you know almost eighty pages a day of dialogue. Uh, I think everybody feels this. You know, it's always good to have a good cry once in a while. I feel like it's very therapeutic. You had a lot uh, of good cries. So, yeah, for thank sure. Thank you, and a lot. Of, yeah, and that's you know, it's it, for me. Um, you know, I really love to plant myself into the in the moment in the scene and put myself in this situation. And uh, so the thought of, you know, losing someone I love was just heartbreaking to know that this person, Liam, was a best friend to her and know that she was so broken, really put myself in that mode. And um, which was these, those tears, you know, some of those scenes where I'm sobbing, it's just some of those scenes where I didn't even realize I would access and it would just switch. And I was, it was full sobbing as, you know, playing Steffi, but those are Jacqueline's tears. So I think it's, like I said, it's, it's a, it's therapeutic to have a good cry once in a while, but you know, you feel good. Okay. We did that scene. Great. And then the next day you got to pick it up again. And then the next day you got to pick it up and the next day. So, uh, <laughs> it was, it was challenging having to access those emotions very quickly. Um, like I said, I, I, you know, I not necessarily method method, but I really put myself in that situation. So it's kind of, you're thinking of these dark negative thoughts to really to get yourself there. And it's really shocking. Uh, it, it takes a toll on your body. So um, it messes with your hormones. It messes with your mental state. It, mess, it messes with you. Uh, so you really put it, pushing your body. I mean, it's, again, it's different if you have a few scenes and then you're doing another scenes where it's not as, you know, dramatic and, and, and you're not, you know, that, but it was, she was just emotionally exhausted. I was emotionally exhausted. And in that same breath, I got engaged during that, <laughs> that storyline too. So I was just, you know, a basket case of emotions. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was it like for you at the end of the day? Like what kind of actress are you? Can you shake it off or do you carry it with you? 
Um, I'm pretty good. That's, you know, I do find uh, this is, like I said, very therapeutic and I'm, a, I'm very, very as, as crazy and as wild and feisty as Steffi is. Uh, yeah, I'm feisty in my real life and but I'm more, I almost treat it like sometimes it's almost like a, a little uh, yoga session or a <laughs> therapy <laughs> session. I'm really good at letting things go. And that's when people meet me, they send, they, they have this, you know, they sense that I'm very balanced and I am, I'm, I'm very even keel, very balanced in my everyday life, very relaxed. It takes a lot to really get me angry or, you know, get me upset. Uh, so I, I, you know, I think maybe it's because I'm putting all my emotions here. It's <laughs> so I get to do that. And then a lot of things in my everyday life, it doesn't, it doesn't bother me, but yeah, I'm really good at, at letting things go. But, um, there was probably two times where, um, I think it, like I, it was at the end of the day and I really had to trigger like a, it was like I was sobbing and I kind of left walking in my car, like, <laughs> like it really shook my body up. Uh, so I think it was like twice where I, I really felt it, but, um, did anyone see you in again, the parking lot? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> I was, yeah, you guys definitely felt it. I mean, the one, one of the most challenging days, actually, it was my, um, it was, it, you know, I think it was a full week of you know, Steffi and Bill and Liam and I uh, had these really intense scenes and it was, it was the f- week, I believe, Liam found out that Steffi slept with Bill. And I remember prior and leading up to that, I was reading the scripts and I was talking to my then boyfriend and I, I was reading the scripts. Like, I don't know how bloody going to do it. I, I, I've been crying. I'm crying. And, and, and this is the big, like anticlimactic thing. And I, I got to make sure I want to really want to nail this, but I just, I, I was at a point where I've cried so much that like, <gasps> I couldn't even cry. Like I would do the, I could do, I could watch a sad commercial or sad, a sad movie and cry, but I couldn't even make tears. I have literally no more liquid in my body. I was, I remember looking over at my friend going, I am crying right now, but I don't even have tears because I've been crying for like months. I so used I them all up saying, at work. I swear it was the weirdest thing. And I remember saying that I was reading the script and I said it over to my boyfriend at the time. Like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I have to like really cry uh, on Friday on Friday and I don't know how I'm going to do it. Like, I just like, I can't even make any tears right now. I don't, I feel like, I just don't know. I hopefully I'm going to be able to like really get there and be present. So while I was, you know, thinking about that, uh, you know, I guess Thursday I was, filming and then uh thursday was the night where my then boyfriend proposed to me (laughs) and had this huge party and it wasn't like you couldn't postpone it he flew in my friends and family from canada it was like a whole thing like i thought i had a photo shoot that night which turned into the proposal like i thought i was booked on a shoot uh and so you know, I was crying all day and then not thinking I could get these waterworks. Of course, you know, I got them for my proposal. Um, but it was that mixture of like, I went from so sad sobbing that day to then happy tears and so shocked. I was, I did not, I did not know. I wasn't expecting a proposal at all. Um, and, and then afterwards, you know, having the dinners and being with my friends and family and really enjoying that moment and being like on cloud nine. And then by seven thirty the next day, really having to get to that dark place again was <laughs> really, it was actually one of the most uh, challenging moments for me, uh, just to go the, the highs and the lows. Needless to say, I had like the biggest 
a glass or ish bottle of wine. <laughs> <laughs> or two. <laughs> you needed two. it after that. <laughs> yeah, or five. <laughs> well, well, well deserved. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, it, it's been it's been a great experience, and I, I wouldn't take it back for anything. I, I really I, I loved I loved challenging myself, and like I said, it's a beautiful thing. Um, when you do storylines like this and you realize, oh, wow, I can do that. And you, you don't think you can, and you are able to now access these emotions, um, and, and be able to do that. That's, you know, I, I've, I'm really proud of myself to be able to do that and say, okay, I can do, you know, I mean, I'm working on the show at the beginning, like the first few episodes, I think it was like the first three or four. Yeah, it felt good. I felt good. I knew my, I had my dialogue, you know, they gave it to us, like gave it to me like a week before, which never happens. Uh, but you know, I felt so good there. And then it's like, then afterwards I kind of like blacked out for three years because you're (laughs) dealing with so much dialogue. And I just felt like I was treading water. Like I really felt, how am I going to, how do I, my brain, I just couldn't. And these little, you know, kind of boxes that you kind of check off. All right. Well, I, you know, I can, and now I'm very relaxed and I, I know what I can do. And it's just a beautiful thing as a human being to see, what challenges you and what these obstacles and what you can really overcome and say, I did it, you know, F it. I, I did it. And I'm, I'm proud of myself for that. So this is one of those moments where I said, check, I can do that. That's cool. It's a very special skill. Uh, when you think about it, not just, you know, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the, uh, all the scripts, I all don't the tears. these emotions in my day to day. Okay. I'm not one of those. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't use it against people, <laughs> but it's a, it's a beautiful thing that I, as an actor, it feels it's fulfilling. And Hey, it's good to know if the situation called for it, you could pull it out in your real life. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I guess I so. I mean, we'll see if I won the next time I uh, get pulled over. <laughs> right, right, right. No, note to self, don't mess with Jackie. Um, so we had Don Diamon on the podcast a little while back and we were talking about still, he was mentioning how many fans still come up to him and not only still pro still, but would really like for Kelly to turn out to be Bill's. Have you given any thought oh, yeah. to that possibility? If, if, if Kelly's, you know what, that's, um, yeah, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if that did happen. You know, you never know, you never know in a, in a, in a soap opera one, uh, but yeah, you just again with storylines, you don't know. So that's that, even though it says right now it could be Liam's, it's, it's it could still be up in the air. Yeah, nothing's really permanent on soaps in general, and I feel like B and B in particular. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's amazing what um, you know storylines you have to forget, and other ones you need to keep to remember. It's just, <laughs> sort of, no, no, we're moving on from that. You, you don't like this person anymore. You're moving on, <laughs> uh, like Wyatt. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, one story that Brad has really been able to tell for so many years has been Liam, Hope, and Steffi. This triangle, which now with Annika in it, has been rebooted and. Now we're probably at a place that nobody could have imagined where it's... I know. You know yeah. all day long. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what has it been like for you to reboot, you know, the Steffi Hope connection um, and with a new actress in the role? Well, I think Annika is just, just wonderful. She breathes, you know, new air, fresh air into Hope. And, uh, you know, I love, I love filming with her. And she's... Yeah, she's great. Uh, you know, the triangle, you always wonder, how are they going to do it? How are we going to execute this correctly? And 
Uh, you know, I, I know that fans sometimes love it, sometimes hate it. They don't like Liam waffling. They don't like Steffi waffling. It's, you know, it's a lot of things. And it's funny because I've been playing this role for so long, and, and Steffi does become, it's almost like a weird friend to you. You know, you see this, you read the scripts, and as the fans watch the show and they think, oh, my gosh, Steffi, how are you allowing this? How are you putting up with this? Well, we all have that one friend or five <laughs> friends, you know, that you just want to shake. And you say, this guy is a loser. Get out of this relationship. Like, what is he? He's not for you. Just move on. And then your friend's like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're so right. I'm not going to go back. And then you don't hear from them for like two weeks. You're like, oh, okay, the girlfriend went back. She went back. Of course she did. Steffi's like that when I read when I Steffi's when I read some of the friend script. in your life, Jackie. Yeah, yeah, I literally Steffi. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Steffi is like the the girl that I, I want to shake sometimes and go, come on, can't you see what he's doing? It's like it's just he's walking all over you. Move on, girlfriend. And again, we've all hey, we've we all had that friend and we've all been in that position where you try to justify the relationship and like, no, 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 we are we are good. I'm just gonna make it work. I'm just gonna try to make it work as much as I possibly can. I'm gonna let make him see the light at the end of the tunnel, which never happens. So I'm really happy that as of now, uh, motherhood and just realizing that she's an adult and she needs to think about her daughter and think about herself and being the best version she could possibly be. Again, she's a work in progress, but, um, you know, I think that, I think there's a lot of things she's learning, but I'm loving this, that this strength and conviction in, in Steffi, um, uh, again, we don't know what will happen with this, <laughs> with this triangle, but I think she's, finally seeing that, you know what, Hope and Liam, they are alike, and maybe I am forcing this too much. Maybe it's just, it, this fight has just gone on for way, way too long, and yeah, there's a kumbaya moment, but there, of course she's human, and she's going to have those moments where she's broken, and, and she still has those feelings for Liam, and she never wanted to be that woman you know, raising her child, and going back and forth, just like Ridge did with with Brooke and and Taylor, so she wanted to put her foot down, and say, "I'm not, I'm not going to allow this." And you know, it just shows her that, like, no matter what life throws at you, you can always go forward, having the strength in yourself, and not let other people be in control of your life, or let other people manipulate you or manipulate that strength. So it's it's uh, I'm really liking the whole "I choose me," and again, we will see what happens. Uh, we never know with a triangle. It's uh, you know, she can. Uh, Steffi's really good at putting on this false mask and this false like this bravado. Um, oh, I, I've got this all figured out. I'm fine. But you never, you never know. It's uh, she's yeah. She's always have a soft spot, and of course, it's now she's she has Kelly. It's you know, it's his child. So. Well, I can understand, you know, the challenge of moving on from Liam because there are only four guys in the entire city of Los Angeles. I know. Oh, there's only four. It's crazy. It's just, you know, it's a rotation. I'm like, what will be next? I think Steffi will probably have to go back to Wyatt. <laughs> or I'm hoping, I'm waiting on, like, the, the, the hot, you know, European guy that comes in that Steffi had a thing with while she was 
while she was in Italy and Paris. We're, I'm hoping for that. Yeah, we're so. definitely at the point where I think we need some new blood into this, and yeah. it should be for Steffi. <laughs> yeah, heck I yeah. absolutely agree with that. Let's keep pushing that. Yes. Yes. Me with well, let's time. use the secret for the rest of the podcast. Um, <laughs> to get over, you need to get under. So, <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you just mentioned, uh, of course, the sort of mirroring in a way of Steffi's situation with the longstanding B&B triangle of Ridge, Brooke, Taylor. What has it been like for you to have Hunter Tyler back on the set as Steffi's mom? Oh, it's great. It's great. I love her. Uh, she's a riot. And her and I like laugh and laugh and laugh in between our scenes. She's just, she's wonderful. I was not expecting that. And then when I found out that, you know, people were being very secretive and I, I kept seeing like in the script, they kept writing the name Janet and so I'd have to be saying these scenes. I'm like, and you don't understand. Janet was here. <laughs> and they were reading, I'm like, who is this Janet? And they said, well, yeah, we're bringing your mom back. So, uh, yeah, it was, re- it was great. It was great. You know, I hope she comes back. I hope that we do. I feel I get to film more with her. I love playing opposite with her. It's just, it's, it's great. She's so much fun. And I love in the scenes where she, you know, she literally, Brooke drives her crazy and she's (laughs) giving it her, she gives it her all in these scenes. So I I really enjoy that. Well, we can't talk about Hunter without talking about Torsten. Um, Your scenes, the Steffi Ridge scenes are so great. Um, How would you describe your dynamic with him? I I love filming with Torsten. I have a very close relationship with Torsten and I, I, it's, it plays through our, our scenes as well. You know, he, when he gets emotional in these scenes, you know, I know it's so raw and I know when he's talking about these things about his, you know, his children, he has daughters and it really chokes him up. And I think it's a beautiful thing that he is able to be emotional and vulnerable and be a man, but it's still like, it's like, that's where it's 2018, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's sexy when men can be vulnerable and, not this like bravado and like, oh, I'm strong and I'm this and I'm always that way. But uh, they just have a really good dynamic. They just have something very interesting together. I, I like your voices that you do for, you know, Steffi, now yeah. for Ridge. Yeah, oh, yeah, everyone. everyone's got <laughs> I a voice. Right. I, like, I, I have everyone to say, has a voice. <laughs> you're the second person who's done a Torsten K impression <laughs> on this podcast. Oh, the Torsten K, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don, Don's went like this. <laughs> Yours oh, had yeah, a little Don. more nuance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I try, I try. Um, Well, you mentioned getting engaged in the middle of all of this emotional drama, but you Mm -hmm. also since then eloped and got married. So congratulations. Uh, What what made you elope or what made you decide to elope? Were you just sick of being in wedding dresses after being on Bold and the Beautiful? (laughs) Yeah, girl, I've been, what, I've been married like, what, five times and talking about weddings and marriage. Honestly, that did play a part. Like, it really, it's... You ruined it for me, (laughs) B&B. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. I kept going back and forth. Uh, I kept going back and forth with planning, thinking when to plan a wedding, and I don't know. I'm just that girl that just wasn't never getting around to it. It turned into, like, you know, April, and I'm like, wow, I haven't planned anything yet at all, and... And I'm... Luckily, his family and my family are just really down-to-earth, easy people. They just said, yeah, if you want to go elope, go. You know, they were like, go to Vegas. It's fine. You know, so it it was just kind of meant to be. We talked about it, and, um, yeah, we had the idea. And who knows? Like, we may have a big party later, but it's funny when you try to plan a wedding 
Uh, we, when we were thinking about it, we wanted to do it overseas. We wanted to do it in Italy. Well, if you want to do it in Italy, you have to get the venue. And really, the only times I was there was when I was during Fashion Week, and I didn't have that time to jump to where we wanted to have the wedding done. <laughs> um, and I remember, I think it was around like, maybe it was May, and a girlfriend of mine, April or May, my girlfriend said, uh, are you guys going to do the save the dates? Because flights are getting really expensive. <laughs> and I just went, wow, I'm an ass. Like, I'm going to make people, hi, guys, can you fly to Italy, you know, in a month from now, two months from now, and the prices are going to be, it just, you know, it, it it just made sense. So we were there, we were traveling around, and uh, some of our family were there, and uh, a lot of our friends were there, actually. And they, we just, we did it, um, on a yacht off the coast of Sardinia and one of our friends, they officiate the wedi- weddings and we're like, this is like meant to be, we really need to just do this. So yeah, we did it. And I'm so happy we did it that way. It was so easy and there was no stress and it, you really just felt the love. There was no anxiety. There was nothing. It was just very relaxed, private, and just really you know, around a lot of love. That's, you know, what what we wanted it to be. Jackie, do you have any idea how glamorous that sounds? We just, we would just happen to be on this yacht off of Sardinia. Everyone we knew was there. Oh my God. Oh my God. No, but you've also had the wedding no, experience. awesome. You've also had the wedding yeah, experience yeah. Oh, Steffi. God. Yeah, it was, it was, it was nice. It was really, you know, it was a nice little, yeah, it was, it was great. It was really, like I said, it was, it was perfect timing. Everything was kind of like meant to be, and it wasn't planned. So we knew, we thought about it, we talked about it, but we're like, oh my God, these people are here. Like, let's just do it. This is meant to be. So, um, yeah, yeah, it feels good. It feels good to come back and yeah, be married now. So yeah, again, like I said, I've been married like five times on the show. I did the whole like, you know. You've done the big dress. You've done the aisle. Yeah. Yeah. You've done the interrupted yeah. wedding. You've kept people from getting married. You, you've really well, run the gamut. There was nothing left to do but elope in Sardinia. And Absolutely. you did it. You know, or, or, or who knows, if Steffi got married again, I would have just been, Brad, can I use the venue after this so I could get married in my real life? <laughs> you guys did that legwork I'm not good at? Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> um, well, oh there are gosh. fans there when you kind of were celebrating after? Because obviously I can't no, imagine. We you... were just okay. we were just on the yacht. So, no, we, okay. we, we were, uh, yeah, we... Um, what's it like for you to walk but, around Italy? I, oh, it's, it's, I, it's, it's fun. I mean, it's crazy. It's, it's, you have those moments where like, yeah, you don't, you, the, you know, the show is so well, so well re- received there. And I, uh, you know, I, I love, it, it's just interesting where you're like with Instagram and, and social media now, it's like you put this video out that you're there and it's just, yeah, you kind of see the change and you see, oh, people start to, they, they yeah, they they're are on like, the oh, lookout. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the fans are so wonderful and, you know, I love Italy and the, yeah, the, it's, it's, it's always great. I was just there for fashion week and I'll be going again in oh, soon for fashion week again. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great country. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Your, um, your Instagram posts are Really fun to look at when you're not going on vacation. For people <laughs> yeah, who aren't going on vacation, <laughs> you provide some really great scenery and clothing. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy I, I enjoy traveling. I've you know I, I've um, yeah. It's kind of it's fun for me right now. I'm going through a thing where it's like I really like just doing road trips and kind of staying close by and being with my dog and and just 
taking, you know, the opportunities that are right here. And there's just so many great places. So I'm really enjoying like the road trips when I'm off and just kind of like going up to a cottage or, you know, not, nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, again, you get to do so much as Steffi that you deserve to just sort of relax in your private life. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. I really do know how to, that, you know, it's really important to me to, to have a balance and I think in obviously not pushing myself too hard. So I know how to have fun and I also know how to like relax and and I know, you know, I know how to work hard. It's just, again, it's all about, it's all about balance. Jackie, you sound very emotionally healthy. Are you sure that you're an actress? I know. Trust me. I, <laughs> I know. I know. Oh, God. <laughs> My friends say that all the time. Well, we were down, yeah, we were down in the hair room, and I think some, the fans came in or somebody, I think, and, and, uh, the, and the hair and makeup, they're like, oh, we're looking for just some of the actors. I'm just sitting there, like, eating my, like, food with, like, head down. They're like, oh, they're nope, not, not here. <laughs> they're not here. And they left. They're like, oh, crap, we forgot you're here. Well, you're not, like, a real actor. You're, like, normal. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah. That's I, you know, you, Yeah, I think that, um, you know, I, I think it's really important to stay true to who you are and and, you know, be able to laugh at yourself and, and not let anyone define you and not try to be anybody. And, and Hey, don't get me wrong. Like I, you know, it's always fun to ex- like experiment, try like with different makeup and different hair and different, but it's who you are authentically, you know, who your, your soul is. I think it's really important to just stay true to that. Here, here. Well, Jackie, thank you so much for joining us today. It was such a great chat. Thank you. So fun chatting with you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. And again, congratulations on the marriage and just the 2018 you're having. It's been amazing thank, to watch. Thank you so much. Thank you. You guys have a great day. Thank you to Jackie for being our guest. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to pick up the new issue on sale now and come back next week for another podcast. summer with AC Pro and O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get a $15 O'Reilly Auto Parts gift card after mail-in rebate with the purchase of select AC Pro ready-to-use refrigerant products that include a hose and gauge. Beat the heat before you hit the road with AC Pro at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts store. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.